The funny funnest. The fun funnest. The fun funnest. The funny funnest. Funny verse. The funny verse. This is the funny verse. Enter the funny verse. Welcome to episode four of the funny verse. This time we're going to dive straight into part two of the Boris Chronicles. This is the rhyming comic saga of Boris Johnson's life. And this episode continues the story with a little taste of his time at Eton. And inside this episode, you'll find some surprising insights into what led to Boris becoming the man he is today. Part two, the Eton mess. Boris donned his new tailcoat and white dicky bow but to be dressed like a penguin was the uh, least of his woes. And twelve hundred more students all looked this meticulous. It was that mop of straw hair that made him ridiculous. He stood out absurdly, a proverbial sore thumb. What chance did this butterball have finding chums? Boys were repelled by his insouciant manner, peering through his blonde locks like Lady Diana. Confined with the scholars, there was no need to mix with the bully toffs champing to knock him for six. This explains why now critics attack him so much, for being of the common man so out of touch. His hair, wit and gait, all deliberate quirks, that posturing penchant to constantly shirk, those classical books often lay in a heap, whilst our scholar skimmed jazz mags or caught up on sleep. Still, as Richard III in that play he did shine, even though he neglected to learn the bard's lines. He strutted, cocksure in his robes, drenched in sweat, squinting hard at his words pinned on bits of the set. This mop-haired insurgent, this fat Rupert Grint, his pace was the amble with a last-minute sprint. But all this charade of rebellion was a joke. Chancer Boris was in fact an establishment bloke. In chapel he'd worship with a stout pair of lungs, good to bellow out hymns in that dead Roman tongue, and prayers he'd recite with a scholarly rigour, painfully kneeling, contorting his corpulent figure. One sport at which he was completely invincible was the wall game, with rules that are incomprehensible. To fop Johnson t'was a gift, he was picked for his size. Stout thumbs oft were used to gouge out tender eyes. At rugby, aggression was equally feckless. When tackling, he'd used trunk-like arms as a necklace, stamping heads, punching gobs, an industrious worker, screaming over the line like a rampant berserker. Such fine deeds on the sports field held him in good stead, and despite some opponents who ended up dead, he'd now built a circle of keen hangers-on, not least that baby-faced twat, David Cameron. "'The seat is now warm, sir,' Dave's morning refrain. "'It'll offer more comfort while you take the strain. "'I've ironed your paper to smooth out the print. "'When you put out that fag, you can suck on this mint.' "'Now Boris knew one day that he'd run the show, "'and to make that near certain to Oxford he'd go. "'How on earth he got in is as much of a mystery.' as how he's become such a part of our history. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Till next time and part three, it's goodbye from the Funnyverse. The Funnyverse. The Funnyverse. 
the fun verse. The funny verse. Funny verse. The funny verse.